3: I hate to break the
4: fishing news after M check, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey.
2: Congratulations. You're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We
4: just traded a migraine in for like an orgasm. Might
3: it, want to mark
1: that down. Right? Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not.
2: A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as
0: funny as we're going to get uh. today. Welcome into episode 167 of the Real Life Podcast, episode 5 or 6 of uh, Doing This Bad Boy in Isolation Mode. Everybody is here, everybody is on FaceTime. Before we get going, I just need to give some love to our title sponsor, Jappa Machinery, who is doing their best during this tough time and wants everyone listening to the podcast, all 13 or maybe 14 of you, maybe we started to grow. They want all of you to be safe and be well. We're going to get through this together, and we're going to get through this by doing real life podcasts. Bagged milk. Wanye chalmers jay's video is cutting in and out but he is here uh th- thanks for joining us boys
1: good day to you me,
0: it, it is all good we got a few things to talk about today uh, we're gonna give our thoughts on the tiger king at least the four of us who have now watched it not throwing shade at anyone um but before we do how's the <laughs> nation beer launch going
4: uh amazing actually we got the word from our friends at dog island that it's going to be canned and ready to, to to pick up tomorrow morning so we launched a pre-sale this weekend and yeah the uh the response so far has been crazy so me and uh sales guy jared are going to be driving around the city like crazy this week making all these deliveries now uh, are all the
3: orders that you got in it
4: uh so we capped it to Edmonton and area, so like the surrounding, like St. Albert, Sherwood Park, Lake Spruce, Stoney, Stony, Beaumont, uh, and Fort Sask. So we captured. So it's still a giant area. Yeah. So we're gonna have to figure out how we uh, we have to become uh, delivery people and figure out how to triage orders and all that fun stuff. But yeah, overwhelming uh, start. So yeah, super pumped. Can't wait. Uh, that the Jared's had a chance to test it. Says it's crushable. It's it's tasty, so I can't wait to get my hands on some. And next episode, hopefully, uh, I'll have some for all you guys, and we can crack one and uh, enjoy one for the for the podcast. Hell yeah! Looking yeah, yeah, no, yeah. forward if, uh, if you're
3: delivering beer during a pandemic, you're allowed to drink and drive, right? Legally.
4: <laughs> like we're well, if no one's on the road,
5: bar, right?
0: The real life podcast does not okay. endorse drinking and driving.
4: Yeah, no, no. During no, pandemic, beer.
5: Is this like the second coming of it? Because you guys used to have Nation Beer. Is this like but a but different the ninth brand? coming
4: of it? So yeah, it's just- it's legitimately the second coming of it. So we uh, we we had it during the playoff run of sixteen seventeen, and uh, just uh, and it, it sold like crazy. But we had supply issues, uh, so we kind of just put it on pause until we could find a really strong uh, partner who kind of understood the potential of what nation beer could be uh and the guys at dog island are just super good dudes they're based out in slave lake and they've got the full operation there they can can they can label they can brew so it's all done in one on one house so now we know that if we need more made they can make it quickly and they're super excited because they've been following the nation for like eight years each of them so uh, it's it's been a great partnership so far. Uh, I'm I'm ripping up to uh, Slave Lake tomorrow to pick up all the the beer for delivery for this week. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's weird. It's weird, but you know what? I'm drinking lots of beer right now, so I may as well be drinking Nation beer. If you got to get
3: drunk while driving, drink Nation beer. That's a so, real <laughs> ad. You're in, that's a real ad.
4: On the side of the can, we cleverly said it's the internet in the can.
3: Drink while driving. I insist that's what I, <laughs> that's,
0: what I that's a, that's a endorsement. Yeah,
3: you can take that to the Supreme Court and write it constitution
0: I'm going to put.
5: can you guys go I, ahead
0: I'm going to have to put so many legal things in this podcast <laughs> saying that we do not actually endorse <laughs> drinking and driving
5: we've suspended first,
3: laws Uramchuk. it's free fall
5: you're out of your mind this isolation is doing some weird shit to you buddy No, I just think that now in this,
3: I, I think that people are going to become a lot less concerned about being offended about shit now
2: For real. real. yeah. For real, man.
3: Like, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you actually think I want people to drive drunk, in 90 days, you're soft
5: right now. And in 90 days, you're going to be hard. Uh,
4: That's true. True, true, true.
5: true. Uh, uh, The First Nation beers that you guys had, did you guys, didn't you, like, get them canned in just regular aluminum cans? And then... They had no labels, no nothing, and you guys had to physically put a sticker on each. What one
3: What are of you, them? the fucking what? label police, were
5: I'm just saying this is, huge, this is a huge. This is a This is a huge step up. These cans are fucking sick, and they're like straight up like.
4: Well,
3: no, no, they're them, the,
5: right?
4: they're they're the blank aluminums with with the, where they slap on the big label on them.
5: Yeah, yeah, but yeah. who put the labels on the very first ones that you ever did? Uh, they did.
4: They did. They, there's like oh, a company, sure. There's like a mobile company that goes around and does all this for for small breweries, but. The guys at Dog Island have everything in house. Which no, no, that's insane. what I mean.
5: The fir- these ones are amazing. The first ones that you guys had, they were ghetto. Let's be serious.
4: No, they're okay. They did. They, they 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 were good enough. But now, but now they're great.
3: They were it, great because you drank, them, you drank them. You drank during playoffs, so I thought they were great too. Yeah, they are great. now.
4: now we got pandemic <laughs> beers. We drink them during pe- pandemic, dreaming of us being in the playoffs.
5: Do you guys? You guys know what i have noticed like online sales are going to be uh, very good for you guys. I can imagine because like, since I'm not doing anything and uh, all we really have is like our core set of bills that we have at our house and I'm not spending any money. And with a, I like, am looking for stuff to buy online. Like Amazon must be cleaning up right now because fuck, I'm like stir crazy. And the only thing that makes me feel like I'm not just stuck in my house is, I don't know, like purchasing stuff and having it delivered and, I can well,
4: imagine other people are feeling that way or no? Well, maybe. Like, uh, yeah, we always have to be mindful of people being budget conscious right now because we don't know what the next few months are going to be. So, I know I'm a little bit more particular. Outside of the drunken Peloton purchase, I'm le- <laughs> I'm just. Uh, I'm only purchasing essentials right now, which in my life involves buying beer at a decent rate.
5: Yeah, like, I'm not splurging on shit that I do not need. I'm just saying, like, I'm looking for stuff online that I need anyways, and I'm preferring to buy it and get deliveries. I don't know. It's like some little form of excitement that I get in my day.
4: Oh, um, gotcha. Well, what, it's it's retail therapy.
5: So are we going to do this Tiger King thing or what?
0: Are we going to, right off the top of the episode here, you guys want to dig into Tiger King?
5: Fuck, man. What, like, so everybody it except for Wanye, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yep. I couldn't travel I was busy. I was outside doing stuff in really close quarters with <laughs> tons of people. It's I amazing. Licked, I licked some chick. I don't even know who it was because that's what's really happening in the streets. You're so
5: hardcore over this. You're like, you're out and about.
3: I'm <laughs> trying to get, have you ever, you ever watch a horror movie and every time something happens, you go like,
5: ah,
3: right? You know yeah, really? Yeah, a yeah. little more manly,
5: but not yeah. But
3: okay, well, that's why I'm trying to toughen myself up. I'm trying to like get ready, you know what I mean? I'm watching like only horror shows and
5: shit.
3: Yeah.
0: Tiger so anyway, King was Tiger's a bit of a, a yeah.
5: about the funny guy who had a tiger. Well, it. Well, after you watched it, you guys, it was pretty safe to understand why basically in isolation in the month of March, well the ending of March has been taken over by Two things, and one yeah. of them is Tiger King. You could you could safely see why now after you watched it, huh? And the it's other one's crazy. a
4: Tiger Hammer.
5: And another one is a giant hammer on a yeah on a on an <laughs> I don't even know how to say it on a man on a man. It's <laughs> yeah. super yeah. weird. So you want yeah, so, Who's Tiger King. Okay,
1: so I, was glad that, I was glad that Tiger King came out because I'm a Big Brother Canada guy and that just got cancelled last week and I'm also worried about Julie Chen Moonbez not being able to do her thing this summer either. That's
5: so yeah, I needed a Can distraction. Can I ask you a question about Big Brother Canada? I had heard that it was potentially shaping up to be one of the worst seasons ever. Oh buddy, it was it a
1: gong show. It was an absolute it, gong show.
5: Due to the fact that the first of the first four people like only one of them actually got evicted the first four people that left the house? Like, was the there two people kicked out for saying bad shit? And One guy got self-evicted,
3: shit. then they voted yeah. someone
5: out, then two
3: weeks in a row, people got thrown out, then they came on and said it's cancelled due to
1: pandemic. <laughs> yeah, it was a yeah. gong
5: So, what did the people say?
1: They wouldn't you say know. it. Like, the Big Brother Canada did such a bad job of giving any insight into why they got kicked out, so... I So I went on Reddit to try and figure it out mm-hmm. and I just assumed it was because they were being bags of shit. They were making people
3: in the house feel uncomfortable. I'm still watching I was watching the beat where they were like intimidating people. The, the first guy that got kicked out the real swaggy guy. What was his name?
4: Swaggy C?
5: No, he was a Swaggy C clone. But anyways, he got booted Jamar. out because he made some Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. I watched the very first interview with him, five minutes of the show and he said what did he say all the time? You know what I'm saying? Or something I'm like what was it? You, feel uh, you feel me? You feel me. You feel me. That is that the guy you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that guy was super annoying with the You feel me.
3: So, yeah, like everybody's fucking self-evicting and getting caught. But, see, I think Big Brother USA, I think it could still go through, assuming you could get everybody there. Because if people got tested before they went into the house,
1: they'd be sealed up. Right? Yeah, but it would just be a matter of a production object. Yeah. Like how many people do they need on production? Lots. More more than you'd think. I think Canadian Big Brother had like 150 people that worked under them. Oh my god. So, then so that how, would be
0: the problem then, wouldn't it? Yeah, you couldn't have oh. all that production crew working.
3: But it's interesting to note that like in this weird time, like Stephen Colbert is doing his show off his iPad with no crew, and it's fine. Like all you really need is Stephen
5: Colbert. Oh, yeah, well. I watched. I saw John Oliver do his show, the very first one after all this, and it was amazing how much of a difference that show made with no crowd and like no special effects, just the square box behind his head. Like it was weird, and he hasn't been on since. Really? Yeah,
1: I watched no. it
3: too. It and he hasn't
5: been on since. No, he hasn't been on since.
3: <laughs> Colbert hilarious, man. He did his first show in the bathtub wearing a suit, <laughs> 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 <And> he... <laughs> And he's fucking funny. He did a whole show about, while he was talking, he was trying to figure out how to fix his bike. He did like a whole monologue trying to figure out how to remove a bike tire and then like put it back on and stuff. It was hilarious.
0: I mean, there are wonder- some intriguing ways to come up with content now.
3: If you're good, you're great. If you're not, you're fucked. Joe Rogan show, the last few, unbelievable. Really? What, what, really- about, what about guys like Jimmy Fallon? Like, are they still on? They do like a monologue only. Then they like the guests
5: and shit don't happen.
3: So they're doing like maybe little like 10 minute monologues or something.
5: You guys ever watch any of David Spade's show on the HBO?
1: No. No, but I've been watching what he's been doing through his uh, Instagram feed.
5: Yeah, so he's been interviewing people from Tiger uh, Tiger King. He's had yeah. He's oh, had John smart. Finley. John Finley on right now, and John Finley nowadays uh has a full set of teeth. He's totally gotten all of his dentistry done. And he's engaged to get married, and like to a guy. No, to a girl. Like Not that. even the same one that he left there with and had the okay. kid with, but another girl. Yeah. And then he had on uh, Sapp, the girl who had, or the sorry, yeah. the boy, the guy. Because is a transgender. Did you know that? No. no. Yeah. So Sapp is a, is he uh, is a trans man.
3: So, Can I just
4: interject and say, as
3: somebody sure. who has no idea what you're talking about? What the fuck yeah. are you talking about?
4: Now continue, buddy. The layers great- of the layers of Tiger King because they are <laughs> immense.
5: This, this this one zookeeper named Staff stuck his hand in uh, a cage and shunt of and was complacent and got it taken off by a tiger and off. And after two days in the hospital, they said that it was going to be two years to reconstruct it, or he could have it cut off right then and there. And he chose having it cut off. And was back in the park five days after he had it cut off working. Yeah, and he was on David Spade and was he? He and this other guy, John Ranky, who's another is a person who has no leg, not from the park, but from no. a zip lining accident. Hold on, hold yeah. on. Is a guy
3: with no arm <laughs> and a guy with no leg in the same
4: show? Yes. yes.
1: Yeah. yeah guy, he's
4: he's missing both legs.
1: So the, tiders, probably... the, the tiger, the Tiger King, basically just hired. Weirdos and oddballs that have gotten out of prison and shit, and looking prison, for yeah. jobs. It's amazing.
5: But, but those two are not weirdos. They're the two most redeeming people <laughs> in the whole show. John's the nicest around.
1: guy. Oh, not
4: John. Uh, Ranky. Yeah, the guy, the the legless guy. I forgot his first name. Is it John?
5: Yeah, John Ranky. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. yeah, yeah. He was a great guy. But it, but, it, it in the uh, sorry, Charles, in all the hilarious, uh hilariousness, Lanyer, this this um, staff gets. Uh, I guess it, it gets his 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 arm bit off by a tiger. So there's a <laughs> giant emergency at the farm. So Joe Exotic, who is someone we're going to tell you a little bit about more in detail here, decides to do a wardrobe change and put on his sequin paramedic denim jacket Come to, on. Run out, to run out and tend to the injury of this person. <laughs>
5: Joe Deionic, no if, not, if not anything, is an absolute showman. In every single thing he does, he makes it a a, a show. And it's why he's riveting. It's why everybody wants to watch him, and it's why you can't take your eyes off him.
1: He was a constant machine. It, it was one of those shows where I didn't really know what I was getting into and you guys told me that I had to watch it. So I'm like, okay, I'll throw an episode on. And then at the end of the first episode, I was like, holy shit, how many episodes are in this series? Because I'm going to do it all in one day.
5: Yeah. So in my opinion, it was one too many. Yeah, I thought I I could have done with six. I think. The yeah, there's a kind filler. Yeah. yeah. Um, but when you when you had the seven episodes, the first three were just like comedy sketch after comedy sketch. And they just kept introducing people who were weirder and weirder and weirder. And then by episode four, now all of a sudden it starts to turn into what you can sense is like coming of a tragedy, you know, and it's yeah. just like. It's like the ultimate story. It's unbelievable. Yeah,
4: it is Shakespearean in its in its spin. It really there,
5: is. yeah, it really. So like, is. And like, go ahead.
4: Oh, no, no, go ahead. Keep going.
5: Well, I was just gonna. I mean, I was just gonna start bringing up more of the characters so that you know we could like basically break some of them down. But Joe, well, Joe, in all of his in all of his showmanship, he is one of the least redeeming human beings. The things that he did bad, like by the end of it, it's human nature to start to feel bad for this person. Yeah, but when you go back through his Rolodex of the things he does, Wanye he supplies two men with constant drugs, and <laughs> Joe Exotics is a gay man. Is a gay man? And yeah, he, has he two He has two husbands, neither of which are gay. <laughs> what? They, what? <laughs> neither of which are gay. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> he keeps them. He keeps them so hopped up, full of drugs, and buys them like guns and and like trucks and four wheelers, and they just. They play around on his hundred baker property with his tigers, and that's their life, man. And they're not. The and they're not allowed, allowed to leave gay? the property. What? They're not allowed to leave.
4: They're not allowed to leave.
3: So hold on, hold
4: on. They're yes. not
3: gay, and they're not yes. allowed to leave. And two 100%. straight dudes marry this guy. Yeah,
4: because yes. they were having affairs with all the women on the at at the sanctuary or whatever it's called. There's the women zoo. in the
5: saint. This sounds
1: good. This show oh, could be the reason cameras were invented.
5: They were there. Was a lot of women. I mean, because they were like, you know, like this receptionist and the person that runs the gift shop, and like, you know, there's, there's there's a lot of people that work at this zoo. I mean, for as fucked up as Joe Exotic is, man, he built quite a business there, and like, you know, just he could get shit done. This is a guy who had people around him that he didn't pay very much, but they stayed with him because of yeah. some some sort of gravitational pull that he had. He manipulated
4: him point- because he took a chance on him. He took people that couldn't that wouldn't have a chance to succeed in normal society. And built them a world where they could live decent, and and he leveraged that to manipulate and kind of have them under his spell. So that's the, the only way. What the fuck is this show about? That's what? the only way Joe Exotic rolls. So to kind of give you a little bit of context here, Wanye, so Tiger King is about it. It starts off about this guy Joe Exotic, and Joe Exotic has like an exotic animal zoo.
1: Yeah, he's got like two hundred cats on his on his property. And people right. come to see the cat.
4: Yeah. Yep. But this guy documents everything he does. He always has a camera on him, and he's he, he's flamboyant. He's, he's he's got charisma. He's just, but he's just, he's just. It's pivoted for a love from cats to a love for fame. So during all this, it introduces new characters that are in the game, like Bogvon Antle, Doc Antle, who's got a rival, you know, zoo Ouch. in a different different state. Cult.
5: They're not rival they're not rivals though, buddy. No, well, well sorry, sorry. But he's he's, he was almost a mentor.
4: He was yeah. almost a mentor, sorry. He, and he kind of looks like Mr. Perfect.
5: Mr. Oh, he Perfect. does look like Mr. Perfect. He kind of looks
4: like Mr. Perfect. And he <laughs> he runs he runs like a polygamy commune. What? Zoo. He's got like nine wives Hold on, like, hold on,
3: hold on, hold on. He runs a polygamy colony zoo.
4: Well, like he himself is a polygamist. <laughs> With all of his his talent that that helps do the shows and then he runs a zoo.
5: So there's there's something that I have to say about this. Just so you know, get a one, zoo. If you if you are into big cats, there's a very good chance that you are a sexual deviant because every single person <laughs> one of them is in. fucking show. Yeah, there's, there's, every single one of them. Not yeah, not one of them is doesn't have some sort of prior thing. And it's like I think it's the correlation between like the power that you can hold over. Big cat, and then the power that makes you feel to then possess it over humans.
4: It's, yeah,
5: it's it's a super weird. Like I, you would like the that, manipulation. That's the part of this is show. You wouldn't just be like you wouldn't just love the accent and the fact that this guy has no teeth and a, and a tattoo above his a non gay man tattooed <laughs> on his pelvis, property of Joe Exotic. What? Right above his penis, a non-gay
3: man. Above his penis. Well, no, yeah. if you're fucking writing that on yourself, and you're not allowed to leave a farm, and you're married to a dude. At some point, you are no longer the straight man you remember.
4: No, he's right. you're a meth addict because he was just out you, of his you're mind. You're a meth addict. Oh, so to kind of go back dude, to the story yeah. here, Wanya, and I think maybe for the purpose of the show, it's kind of good that he hasn't seen it, so we can kind of explain it and then interject and provide some opinions on the uh, the yeah. characters. Yeah. So in this. The 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 big enemy of Joe's is this lady named Carol Baskin, and she has Wild Animal Rescue, Big, big Cat Rescue, oh, Big Cat, big cat, cat rescue. rescue. So she's she's supposed to she's supposed to be the hero that's saving all of these tigers from these zoos.
1: Wanya, so I, to, let tie, let me, to tie this in, Wanye through meow post when we were doing that, Carol Baskin we did content featuring stuff that they do at Big Cat Rescue. Yeah. uh,
4: Hello, uh, hello, uh, cats and kittens.
5: So she as
4: well is a content machine and she's got an interesting story because she may or may not have murdered her husband to get all this money to then launch because they were into breeding. She didn't like breeding. So she started the rescue reserve Husband went disappeared. We think she fed her fed her to tigers, chopped what? them up and fed them to tigers. That's the alleged storyline <laughs> that is plausible.
1: I don't so think she's, but, other... but she's
4: the angel because she's saving all of these people, all these animals. But at the same time, she is making a ton of money off of it because she doesn't pay her staff. All her staff are volunteers.
5: Okay, so let me let me let me let me lay this out for you. The difference between all these big cat farms, like Doc Antles, this other guy Mario's, uh, uh, Joe Exotics, and you know, like the five of them, what they do is they have shows, but they also have cub petting. So they breed the cats, they get cubs for about the first three months of a of a tiger's life. They are money makers because they can be used for cat for cub petting. After that, they just become an expense. They just run around a tra- they just they cost money and food. So the way that these places make the most amount of money is that they breed them. They sell the baby tigers to anybody that would want one, or they do cub petting. Now, she does not do this. So what she says is that hers is a sanctuary because she doesn't do this, and therefore she's helping save the tiger population. But every other thing that they all do is the exact same. They pay people to come in and look at the tigers. They put on shows for them. They keep them in cages they don't pay their staff like she's she does one little tiny thing different and she's like an angel to people that want to save cats she is also getting grants from the government and whereas in the other ones look like they are pariahs i guess you would say you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's weird cuz one little tiny difference and she's a saint and the rest of them are you know animal abuse you know uh, like uh, so you
4: know. joe's mission in life because he he has his own internet show obviously you have to of course. uh and it, it, and he talks about nonstop how he wants to kill Carol Asbaskin. like <laughs> he's he's he, he he would have situations <laughs> where it would be like this like dummy or blow up doll and then he would take a gun and literally shoot it in the head like and he you, writes,
1: he writes songs and puts out music oh, videos. Oh, and, and Bernie's a country
4: music star. That's <laughs> all good, but you better pray to God nothing
5: <laughs> happens to that lady. Or you sure. a suspect okay. numero uno?
4: So he's I'm blow your guys' minds
5: right now. He, he is, is. That's, that's not, Yeah,
1: that is. Yeah, that's,
5: that's a band called the Clinton Johnson Band. I found that out last night, actually, and I was I was yeah. pretty
1: bummed out about it to be honest. I thought
4: they would disclose it in the show, and they didn't because I I, I could tell right from the first video Dude. that it was fake.
5: There's two instances in the show One, Travis's funeral And number two, when he's in the truck driving And he's singing along to the Owen Funk You can tell quite clearly that is not him singing Yes very, very fucking evident
4: He made a song, Wanye.
5: What the hell are you guys talking about? He
4: made a song, Wanye, about Carol Baskin killing her husband And feeding (laughs) it to the Tigers And made a video about it Where he got a a -a look-alike of her with this dish with a person's, like, it thought without a real person's head on it, being feeding this meat off of it to tigers.
3: And then that really happened.
4: Well, allegedly. You know, it, allegedly it, in Joe's opinion. In Joe's opinion. And Joe, just so you know, he looks like a cross between Joe Dirt and he <laughs> has got the voice uh, of, like, Ernest P. Worrell, but <laughs> in, like, an exotic, flamboyant way.
3: <laughs> what the fuck?
4: It's a, it's a wild show, man. There's a lot the to unpack.
5: This is the we
3: needed this horrible time.
4: Oh, it's got so many layers, dude. It gets more fucked up, and new people start we showing up. Even,
5: we have not even discussed the part of where Carol Baskins all of a sudden wins a lawsuit over Joe because he's a fucking idiot, and he
4: Joe's a fucking idiot, and,
5: and he changes his zoo to like one name away from hers, so he can be right underneath her on the Google search, uh, and she she sues him for trademark and wins a, a million dollars. Now as the one as the one reporter says nobody expected for her to actually try to claim the million but she did and she tried hard and this basically put joe into a position where he couldn't afford the zoo anymore and so he brought on an investor
3: jeff low
5: jeff fucking low and this guy rolls in <laughs> with a huge white hummer he's like 5 foot 4 he's bald so he wears you know like Brett Michaels uh, the guy that wears the bandana with the cowboy hat? Oh. He wears he wears a similar thing. He has an affliction jacket in every in every picture and he's wearing True Religion jeans in every picture. This guy is literally if you looked up like the word douchebag in the dictionary, this guy's face would be there. He's the and most
4: he, evil of them all.
5: Yeah, but he's got a Ferrari, but what they didn't what what Joe comes to find out is that he's a couple payments behind on his Ferrari and that he rented a mansion to show Joe <laughs> how good life was in Vegas. Like this guy's as fake as a fucking $3 bill. And, and basically Joe just like falls in love with this guy. Cause now he sees a way of getting out of his million dollar problem that he has with Carol
1: <laughs>
5: and, and then enter Chucky with a flat iron, my boy James Garrison. Oh. It's just, dude, it's so many fucking layers of the show. James all of a sudden becomes a federal informant against Joe. And <laughs> it's just, I don't even know, man. I don't even know. Uh, it is—it
4: is just a story of manipulation. Because Joe, Joe is dumb and makes a bunch of mistakes, and he—all that Carol Baskin stuff—he just did in the name of fame. But it incriminated him so badly, and everyone around him turned on him to protect themselves. And Joe is the big victim here, even though he did do a lot of bad things at the same time. But you end up feeling bad for him. But my question to all of you, except for Wanye. Yeah. Is if you were to say rank the evil people, like how would you rank, um,
0: oh,
4: fuck Carol, Jeff, Joe, uh, Bogwan, Doc Antle, like how would you rank them on the evil chart?
5: Well, my I list think is it... easy. Go ahead, Chalmers. Okay, I'll go first. My list is definitely Jeff is the most evil, and I don't like just just because of how. He tried to take advantage of Joe. Number two is Carol, but number three is Howard. Man, Howard, Carol's new husband. Oh yeah, he—he's he, a guarantee. The head man behind them getting government grants, going in and changing legislation. Like he's a yeah. mastermind of the smart degree. Like he's the smartest person I believe in the show. But he's also like one of the physically weakest because he allows his wife to put a, a a <laughs> collar, a dog dog collar and <laughs> a leash. What and, uh, and he's and wearing their wedding leopard print. Yeah, <laughs> what pictures. the fuck and oh. government
4: grant? Oh, he looks
5: he, like he's got all my
4: buzzwords. He looks yeah. like um, Prince he like Charles a had a baby with Orville Redenbacher. <laughs> yeah,
5: he's a yeah.
1: giant cuck is what he is. <laughs> oh, he's a giant yeah. cock. He, so yeah, yeah. So, so
5: my, so my list, would, my list would go, my list would go, Jeff, Carol, Howard, and then Joe. And honestly, after that there really is in that like, like James would be fine. But after that, there's not many evil in that. I
4: I love that you brought up Howard because that whole time, yeah, he's a piece of shit too.
5: Oh yeah. Somebody who allows their wife to be banged by somebody else. (laughs) Isn't
1: that
4: correct? Yeah. I I feel Carol, I feel Carol can hold Congress with anyone she wants. And Howard has no say in the matter.
0: Oh my God. Howard watches. What?
4: Oh, yeah, your M Chuck. What's your uh, ranking?
0: Okay, well you guys are like Chalmers. Did you not have Joe Exotic in your ranking of evil?
5: Yeah, he's number
0: four. Oh, he's number four. Like, okay, to me, I it's hard to even rank them because Carol is a piece of shit who tugs at people's heartstrings, makes millions of dollars. I believe she had something to do with killing her husband or her first husband. So like, she's 100%. just she's a fucked up kind of evil, manipulative, whatever. Then you have Joe who basically brings in young meth addicted men and like sexually abuses them for drugs which is also like immensely and fucked up And everyone's
1: laughing
3: when you hear this news. And somebody who doesn't <laughs> when you doesn't break, break it
0: down Joe did so many bad things but they make you like him. I did not like him at all man. Like can I if I'm I have I haven't said anything in like almost 15 minutes here. I thought that Go ahead. I thought Tiger King was a little bit overhyped. Like, I didn't find a lot of drama in it. Like, from episode to episode, I wasn't like, oh, I need the next one. I was just kind of going about it because it was so, it was like a car crash. Like, it was just so fucked up you didn't want to look away. But I I honestly thought the series could have been two episodes shorter. There was a lot of fluff in there they probably could have just cut out. And, like, okay, so Joe Exotic is fucked up because of what he does with those guys. He basically drives the one guy to a point where he shoots himself in the head.
4: Like, oh, yeah. That's wow, that one was
1: of, an accident. What? What? A fucking accident? An accident. what?
4: So one, one of his boyfriends <laughs> is starting to get like cabin fever. And this is, you should, we shouldn't joke with this. But anyway, yeah. he starts, like, the drug addiction and him being like trapped in this place started weighing on him. So there's video. You don't see it because he's under the camera. But he walks into this office and he sh- shoots himself in the head. That's
5: not how it goes. He, he's in the office, he's sitting down. And like, the, the guy I like the most in the whole show
4: is it's his campaign it's, manager. It's his oh, campaign yeah. Manager. Joe so, ran for governor of Oklahoma and finished finish third. <laughs> finished third? Yeah. yeah. Impressive showing. 19% anyway, of
3: the vote. So anyways, I can see guy, why people guy, want
5: to work for this guy for cheap, man. This is way more interesting than real life. So this guy, Travis, walked, he used to walk around with guns. He was always stoned like, to the point where he had no idea what he was doing, but he would always point guns at people. And that was just his thing. He was a big child. And so he pointed this gun at this guy and he was sitting in a chair across from him. And he was just like, and the guy's like, don't point the gun at me anymore, man. You can't do that. And what he says to him is, it's a Ruger. It doesn't even have a clip. And he puts it to his head and pulls the trigger. Made a mistake because it did have a bullet in it. And it shot him.
4: Oh, really? Was it, it's, Oh, yeah. what?
5: That, uh, oh. That's all he said. He, it's not like he walked in there and was like, I'm going to kill myself. and He sat in a chair, fucked up out of his mind. Pretending to point the gun at people, and then to show the guys that it would never actually shoot it, put it to his head and shot it, and was wrong, unfortunately, because it did, and he killed himself. You and know what Joe performed? Right and now? Joe
4: performed at his funeral.
5: He did. Yeah. Oh yeah. god,
4: it was just mind blowing.
3: What I'm learning right now, Chalmers, is there's different sides to every story.
0: And yeah. Two months hey, after nothing,
3: his nothing's as straightforward as it would appear.
0: Two months after his husband, who was like 25 years younger than him, blows his brains out. Joe has a new husband who's thirty years younger than him. Yes,
5: and, like and like what I what I would describe as like the quarterback on the football team of senior year in high school. Looks yeah, good looking. Like the kid looks like a. Normal, Dollar, like, a you have some
3: very weird takes on the
4: show. <laughs> okay,
3: but well, why?
4: And then he invited his deceased husband's mom to be in the wedding photos, so it. So it so for appearances, it makes Joe look good. Dude, not visibly bought into the decision.
5: Not only just the wedding photos. There was only four people at the wedding, and she was one of them. Oh yeah, <laughs> but she, but she. What what you can sense is that she was also being supplied meth. I think throughout most of the time okay. that her. Son Did you was say there. supplied meth? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like Joe mm-hmm. was keeping
3: her hot up on meth too. So Joe, this dude, this tiger guy, with the money from his zoo, would give everyone
0: meth.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Meth and weed. Meth and weed. So Sorry, Remchug. What is your, uh, what is your evil ranking?
0: Okay. And I want to get to Doc Antle too, because that guy is, I think potentially even the most fucked up. He just didn't get enough camera time. That guy was bringing in like 17 and 18 year old women, marrying them and then not letting them leave and paying them like a hundred dollars a week for what was essentially 90 hours a week of labor. Like what the fuck was going on there? He had all these. Fun wives. fact about Doc. Fun fact about Doc uh,
1: Antle: He supplied tigers for Britney Spears videos.
0: I also, read a, a fun fact. I also, read, also read a report. He's also
1: brought animals to Congress.
0: It's yeah. all fucked up, and I also read a report that when he lived in Virginia, he like got caught up in this legal thing where he impregnated like a 14 year old babysitter and had to like flee the town. Like, this guy oh. is, like, multiple layers of just super fucked up as well. And he kills tigers and shit. Like, And he kills tigers like crazy. Like crazy, you man. Know he's
5: a, you know what he's a doctor of, Lanyan? Um, um. Doctor of? <laughs> Come on, I know you can guess if you think hard enough. <laughs>
4: Tell me he's a proctologist.
0: No, no. No, so,
5: mystical sciences. <laughs> ah.
0: So, Doc, so is, on brand. Doc is all oh, fucked yeah. up as well. He's taking advantage of young women and like borderline brainwashing mm-hmm. them. So I saw a good thing on Twitter that was like Carol Baskin is like a lawful evil where like she follows the rules. She plays the good guy. But inside she's doing it all to make her millions and she might have killed her husband. Uh, it, Joe Exotic is a chaotic evil. Where he's doing this all for like his own ego and stuff. And I don't even think Joe Exotic obviously knew how fucked up he was or how terrible the shit he was was doing. But he's fucked. And then Doc Antle, like, he is a fucking pedophile who should, they should all be in prison. And that's why at the end of the show, I kind of sat there and I was like, the good guys are the amputees. Like the two amputees are the only people <laughs> in the whole if fucking show who you feel yeah. any sort of way, will. and the one guy who ended up leaving with
5: the long with the long blonde hair, Eric, the guy that yeah. the guy that at the very end is so hammered. Yeah, And they're yeah. interviewing him, and he's on the outside. Yeah, yeah well, that's because he's really sad. He
4: misses the cats that uh, that Joe um, killed.
5: Ask, can I ask one thing? Did you guys know that the seven alligators that were burnt up? In the what uh, the fuck fire. are you talking about? <laughs> those were those were alligators from so Joe Exotic Studio blew up while he was out of town.
3: Yeah, and conveniently studio, out of town.
5: Adjacent, adjacent Why do you, you have studio. a music studio?
3: Why do you have a music studio?
4: No, he, no, he had, was, he had a video studio. Video he, oh. he had his own channel, essentially.
3: Yeah, <laughs>
5: but there was seven alligators, and those were Michael Jackson's alligators. I don't know if you guys knew that, but they were just recently taken from Neverland Ranch and brought there, and then they got burnt up. Now, this thing blew up because there was a whole... Joe Exotic, Wanya, uh, he taped everything, and when you do shitty things in your life, and you tape everything in your life, there's a lot of stuff that could incriminate you into certain different things. Oh, yeah. So, he went into his lawyer's office and somehow taped them, basically... You know, wink, wink, nod, nod. Maybe you should get rid of all that stuff. And so, conveniently, while he was out of town, his studio blew up and caught on fire and destroyed everything that he had. So we think, I I believe that I believe I believe Joe did that. Yeah, I believe there's. And but the guy walking away, I don't believe was like I. I don't think it was that producer, that other one. No, I do believe that Joe definitely had something to do with his thing being fucking burnt down.
4: Yeah, because there was there was so much incriminating
1: evidence there. Yeah. These like the thing that was amazing to me is that all of these people are basically Gary V of shady doings. They're just recording nonstop.
4: Yeah, they're they, the the content that they were producing was just on masse.
0: Yeah, But
5: nobody ends on like, like. Is anybody better off today than they were before in this scenario? Because I don't know where Carol's at, but after this documentary. Her life's got to be upside down. Everybody, All anybody talks about is that she killed her husband.
1: Well, right? and she's a sociopath. Even when she was talking about it, she had zero
5: emotion about
1: where her husband
0: was. Zero.
5: And Except for that nervous laughter. She
1: changed
0: well, yeah, her and, fucking and it, will. And to add in the part about if he disappears, she still gets everything. Like, And then yeah. he disappears a few weeks later. Like, are you fucked? Well, what
4: about her alibi? where she went out to do something in the middle of the night and then her car broke down and conveniently ran into her brother who's in law enforcement, who she claims she's, like, estranged from but actually isn't. Like, it was so fucked. Like, all this weird stuff happened on that night of his disappearance. Like, uh, by her, like, her actions. That just, it's it's, obviously, I have no evidence, but it's so fucking incriminating. Oh yeah! Oh, you don't have any evidence? Yet? I've got no evidence, but I'm going I'm to drive down to Florida and get to the bottom like, of it.
3: Obviously, I personally do not have evidence of a <laughs> yeah. I watch.
0: But yeah, uh, I can't. Write. I am
1: looking at uh, I'm looking at Big Cat Rescues website right now, and Holy there God. is no message about Tiger King anywhere. Just a lot of updates on what's going on during the current COVID nineteen pandemic.
0: Good, good. Yeah, That's that what it should great. be doing. Because even if it's
4: about the tigers, it's still about social distancing.
1: So, one, Joe Exotic
4: went down for murder for a murder-for-hire scheme to murder Carol Baskin, and then a bunch of uh, other cases got lumped in with it around killing tigers.
0: So he's in prison.
4: And so everyone turned on him, even though the most evil guy, who on my list would be Jeff Lowe, sold him down the river to protect himself but apparently there's still a bigger investigation where Jeff could go down
1: Jeff Lowe looks like an extra from uh, Sons of Anarchy
5: Yeah there's no way Joe doesn't see or Jeff doesn't see the inside of a fucking jail cell in his life Yeah He is a piece
0: of here. shit like um, that
5: guy's going to jail it's just a matter of time
0: Wanya, if you need if you want to watch one scene on who Jeff Lowe is it's probably the last one where he sits with his pregnant wife and openly talks about the nanny they hired and how he can't wait to fuck her. <laughs> yeah. And the wife's just like, hey, because, whatever.
5: because Jeff Lowe, just like everybody else that's in the big cat, is a sexual deviant and basically would take tiger cubs to Las Vegas, put them in suitcases, take them up to rooms, and then have young people that were, you know, really good looking, come up there, pet them, and then bang them. What?
1: And his yeah, wife would just like t-
0: sit there. If you no, got you baby tigers... It is, uh, it
1: is, yeah, she would, too. Baby tigers are a great way to pick up chicks, it seems. Well,
4: that's what they're saying. Jeff, and Jeff, Jeff said Jeff that. Jeff Jeff that and he had Jeff that, like, spoke. sinister laugh after. You yeah. know you know what they are,
3: lot milk? Fuzzy. You know what they are, bag milk? They're cucks.
1: They are.
0: they are
1: definitely. They're definitely
3: I cocks together, cucks. I fucking learned a term and used it. Now it's mine forever.
0: Yeah, so, so that was Tiger King.
4: Yeah, so I was Tiger King. Like this, uh, yeah. Wow, you gotta watch it. Just
5: out just of ten, to... out of ten, what's the score?
4: Mm.
5: My overall score is going to be an eight, and most of that is on captivity. The fact that it it was so captivating, yeah. I had to watch it quickly. Everybody's talking about it, which is a lot to do with the current state of where we are. Um, but I do believe I've seen things like this that have come, that have basically just been like a sensation for a couple weeks but this one i know we're all stuck in isolation It just it's more intense than the rest where like even my parents are asking me about tiger king and my parents <laughs> don't usually <laughs> don't usually get into shit like this but like you know so i have to say that it's an eight I, I really really like the way the guy filmed the whole thing i do believe it could have been one less um but yeah i'm an eight
4: yeah, the layers like it. It's it, it, the thing that's dumbfounding, and the reason why it's it's the car crash that your M um, truck mentions is that you you just when you think there couldn't be another layer added, there's another one, and then another one, and then another one. So that so it's captivating because of that. So I would say it's probably a real life seven and a captivity nine. Bagno. <laughs> like, nope. yeah.
1: I loved it. I mean, I love weirdos. I love anything with just strange conspiracies like this. I was hooked. I, if if I could have crushed the entire series in a day, I probably would have. Um, I'm going to go give it a hard eight because it, w- it had everything I wanted. It had drama. It had sociopaths. It had weirdos. It had tigers. It had hilarious songs and music videos. It was everything that I needed from a quarantine period docu-series. i am give it a heartache.
5: Yeah, it was super easy to follow, too. Like, where they stopped each episode and where they began the next one.
1: Hold but on, you like say really, begin? Really,
5: well, <laughs> <was>
4: that? Yeah, <laughs> he did. He did.
5: Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Uh, you I don't get it. Um, honest. <laughs> but, but, like, it was easy to follow. There was never one time where you were like, "Hey, wait a minute. So this person, like, it was very, very well laid out.
0: It, for me, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10, but I almost want to go lower because the hype around it had me thinking it was going to be a 10 out of 10. Like, I thought this was going to be the craziest fucking thing I've ever watched or the best thing I've ever watched in my life. It was the craziest thing I've ever watched in my life, but but it wasn't up there in terms of quality. It was just like, there's so much fucked up shit going on that you're like, well, I need to keep watching this because everyone in this is so fucked up. Um, there was really no protagonist, which is something I always look for. Like I, I would have liked there to be like a good redemption story coming out of all this, but there isn't. They're just – all the main characters are shitbags who deserve to be in prison. So I'm giving <laughs> it a seven. Shit people eggs. need to watch it. I think people should watch it, but I would never be like, oh, I should go watch it again because it was that good. And it could have oh, been wh- an hour one and a one half day,
4: shorter. Sorry. One more thing. So where it ends off is Joe's in jail. And he's now partnered up with PETA, who who he was public enemy number one with, because he wants to try and take down everyone in this industry.
1: (laughs) Uh, Joe Exotic has also filed a $94 million lawsuit against everybody involved with the
0: production for making him look bad. What the fuck? He signed over? Did, Did he not hire these people to make most of the documentary? Said the series is full of lies and innuendo, salacious and sensational as possible to draw viewers. Bro, he was sensational as possible. That was his whole (laughs) life. That sentence sums up his entire being.
1: And most importantly, he had a great haircut. And I think that those are going to be the look of quarantine cuts. I think the the Joe Exotic
0: is going to come out in a big way in 2020.
4: Joe Exotic <laughs> is going to be the number one Halloween costume for sure. I was, I was sure. just going
0: to say, if this would have dropped in like August or September, Joe Exotic would have been the number one Halloween costume on the planet, without a doubt.
3: Now you know yeah. me, you Ram Talk. As long as people are driving while drunk, I'm happy.
0: Yeah,
3: I'm going to give this a go. It's cleared the threshold. What the hell of... is going on? You, you have to <laughs> watch to need to watch. Now we need. I need to watch.
0: Nope. Oh, see you, Chalmers.
3: Start when we're done with the show today.
4: Will be interesting uh, to hear your feedback and takes on it. Yeah,
3: I, I sat the other night while I was doing something for like ten minutes on the screen of Game of Thrones, and I was gonna start watching, and I got as far
1: as the first like screen on Netflix of it, or HBO or
3: whatever it's on. Oh. I was also
1: gonna watch Game of Thrones, but then I got really heavy into Ninety Day Fiance instead. Oh, fuck. Well, now I'm flip the script.
4: Do yourself a goddamn flip favor and watch Game of Thrones for fuck's sake. I've never but seen I've it and I have no interest it. in it,
3: it. it.
4: You gotta let it happen, man. Let it happen. It's good.
3: Oh, I know it's good. I didn't
5: I didn't not watch it because I don't think it's good. I saved it when I need to be distracted.
4: Well, all to here. I gotta
5: go I gotta go into a meeting right now, so I'm gonna say goodbye to all of you. I really wish you would have watched Tiger King, Wanya. Well, I'm gonna That's watch really it. It's very disappointing to me. Cold. Literally you asked me to comment on shit on Instagram, and I asked you to watch a damn show.
3: Oh my god! You asked me to watch a six-part documentary. and That's equivalent <laughs> to leave a
5: comment. I promise you could have watched it if you would have watched the very first one. It would have you would have stayed up that whole night. I guarantee it. And you, you just that night.
3: That night is tonight. That is the night that you're describing my
5: day. Uh, day late. <laughs> <laughs> guess we'll talk about it Thursday then, huh? Gee,
4: yeah. Speaking <laughs> of speaking of social content. How about me getting ripped for how I eat a banana? Oh,
5: yeah, because it's absolutely wrong. I can't believe you didn't you, you even you thought took, that was going to go any other way. You took a lot of shit for that. Yeah,
4: like there was. It, I think I think it was like ninety five percent against.
5: Psychopath was one was one that I liked.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: I wonder anyway, how Joe Exotic eats a banana.
5: Oh,
4: That's a Probably not as
1: crazy as you. He probably
4: makes the straight guy chew it up and then spit it into his mouth like a bird. Like a popsicle. And hey, go to your fucking meeting. Yeah, get out yeah, of your callers. Callers. Jesus Christ, you're lingering. God. <laughs> Ooh, but I, what I love is my cousin Mara Musha on Instagram showed how they do it down in the Flatlands.
3: <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah.
3: <laughs> Starting at the tip of the southern.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. So what do we got for sports, or Chuck?
0: Humor me. Um, what do we have for sports? Um, honestly, not a lot. Like there's a thing going around about how the NHL has asked teams for August availabilities. Um I, again, as the days go on, I've sort of just accepted the fact that this season's done. Um, the NHL probably wouldn't announce that till June, but I, I'm having a hard time being optimistic just the way society's going. Like, I don't think we'll get to a point where you can put eighteen thousand people in an arena come July. And I I really don't think the NHL is going to want to bring it back and then risk. Like, I've thrown this out there before. What if they decide, okay, in July we're starting the playoffs with no fans? No fans at all. And then we get to halfway through round two and some player on the Colorado Avalanche tests positive for it. He catches it somewhere, whatever, and they need to shut it all down again? Like, I just don't think the NHL is going to want to take that risk. Um, I bet you... uh, I would I would put money on at some point in June. There's an announcement saying the NHL season's over, and they're going to do their best to start in October or November the next regular season. I just there, there's no news coming on it right now. There's no news in society that leads me to believe we're going to be back to normal in three months. So I, that's where I'm at. Remember, I'm my, at, idea, I'm, I'm remember my idea? Remember to
3: put everyone in one town and play the whole league out of one town.
1: Yeah, yeah it's going to be the the U.S. teams that are fucked. Let's put them up in the Northwest Territories. Let's yeah, build man. An put everybody arena.
4: in Greenland. Well, let's just yeah, the NHL Canadian teams.
0: That's right. Yeah, that's how they're gonna end the the dry spell of Canadian teams not winning the cup. They're just gonna be like, you know what, the only teams who get in are Canadian teams. There you go. How dare you? So in an all
4: Canadian Stanley Cup playoff. The Oilers are the favorites. Who who would be the who would they play in the final?
0: Toronto. Winnipeg?
4: Toronto? You think so?
0: Probably. I don't think they're gritty
4: enough to make play playoff hockey, but I guess maybe in this <laughs> this version of playoffs, it's not
0: who would playoff they, hockey. Who would they have to beat in the East? They would have to beat Ottawa and then Montreal, and they would be in the Stanley but, Cup final in this scenario. So,
4: which, I guess, here's the here's the thing. Where does Winnipeg fall? Are they a Western team or an Eastern team in this situation?
0: If you were to actually do this and do, like, a seven-team Canadian thing, you would probably have to have a round-robin where everyone plays everyone once, and then you get like two teams get a bye, the next four teams have to play each other, and then one team's eliminated or something. Oh, like, so, like the Briar. Yeah. And
1: hey. then you bring in the old CFL crossover.
0: What about <laughs> so, the page system? Oh, I'd be, I'm would be. i always down for a good page playoff game. Yes. All the intensity I, of I stakes well. on the line with no one getting eliminated, it's tremendous. But that'd be great if <laughs> it got to a point where Canada... Is like borderline healthy enough, and it's like, hey, we can put like five thousand people in arenas and do these games, and they just did like a Canadian championship. Everyone plays. I don't, everyone. I don't think
3: anybody, nobody would be mad if sport came back with no fans at this point. Right?
0: I think I, I think the players might.
1: I don't uh, think uh, so, man. I, I think a taste of normal would be awesome. Yeah. Uh,
0: did and
3: you they can get paid too, right?
0: Yeah, but I like I read the agreement that Major League Baseball and that and their players association came to. And basically in that agreement, the MLBPA said we'll maybe come back in July, but you need to have fans. And if there's not going to be fans, like they basically need to work on a new agreement cuz they don't want to play if there's no one in the seats. I don't know so, if I believe I that, but
3: prior prior to the 2004 draft, the NHLPA sent a like informal survey out Asking players how long they could go without getting paychecks. And some people were like, I never need to get paid again in my life. I'm a trillionaire. I'm Mike Medano or whatever. But a lot of players were like, if I'm not getting paid for one season, I'm in huge trouble.
0: But they are getting paid. They are, the NHL already said they're going to pay them through the rest of the regular season. And that's the rest of their checks.
3: Right. So that would mean, what, no refunds on tickets to anybody?
0: That would Until the- they cancel the season. That's the thing, right? Yeah. So, like- And they're,
3: they're going to collect the revenue in lieu of every game on TV. They're still getting the ad revenue and shit? No,
0: no, the teams are taking hits, not the players.
3: So the teams are absorbing all the payroll with no revenues associated?
0: Pretty much, yep. Because, well, there was never any, you never got paid, players don't get paid their salary in the playoffs, right? So
3: but like in March and April and shit.
0: Yeah, so the NHL already told the PA that they're going to pay them through the rest of the regular season, and that's been done. So yeah, now the NHL teams are basically taking taking hits right now, and it's going to come through in the salary cap. I was chatting with uh, Hart from Puckpedia today, and and we were I, I, he he was on TSN 1260, and we were just kind of chatting about the way things would go, and more or less the players are going to have to ignore escrow, I believe, and the NHL is going to have to like artificially inflate the salary cap, like even though they don't have the money to do it. There's going to have to, the league's going to have to nut up and and put money forward here to kind of keep the league going into next season.
4: Yeah, or every team isn't going to be compliant because the cap's going to drop.
3: Let I, me ask you this, your MChuck. Yeah. Do you think the NHL, let's pretend the NHL doesn't come back until January, right? Okay. Is there still 31 teams in the league
0: at that point? 100,000%. I don't have a, the slightest doubt about that. The NHL would do everything in its power and they would make sure that they spread the wealth around to keep it afloat. Maybe Quebec finally gets their chance.
3: You can see weird shit happening like that, right? Where all of a sudden, like the guy in Florida, I remember in the 08 financial crisis, this dude owned the Coyotes, Jerry Moyes, and he owned the uh, largest trucking company in the United States. Yeah. That company went out of business, and he just gave the keys back proverbially to Batman He was like, here's your team, man. Like My giant-ass business that allowed me to have an NHL team as like a fun thing just failed. So I don't know, like it'd be weird if like a, like what if an owner of an NHL team was like my real business is fucked. Here you go, take your team back. Quebec yeah, could get a team. Back.
0: They wouldn't just disappear and I, the Violas in Florida are fucking wealthy. Like they're one of no, the No, no, no,
4: I'm just as an example. Like Frank
0: Viola, former
4: Minnesota Twins pitcher. I
0: have no idea. Okay. I just know they're a uh, Vinny Viola is their owner. That's his first name.
3: I'm using mean, that as an example, Graham. But like people who own yeah. giant businesses own sports teams, mm-hmm. and if something like this craziness that's going on continues, big companies will shut. Right?
0: Yeah, but I think it it would just be like what happened in '08 then with the Coyotes, where the Florida owners are just like, or whoever Carolina's weird ass owner, Dunden. Would just like give the keys to the NHL and be like, I'm out, sell it if you can. And that's
3: how, and that, what I'm saying is that's how Quebec could end up having a team really quickly, right? Yeah. Something but, fucking weird happens, and yeah. all of a sudden they're like, shit, the guy in Florida doesn't, or whoever, whichever market you pick this week. Because a lot of NHL teams in the shittier markets don't make money. And I could see an owner being like, fuck it, I'm out. And then Quebec being like, we're still in. And then mm-hmm. they get a team.
0: And it'd be it could get interesting as well. A big reason why like the Canadian bringing a team to Canada is considered unsustainable is because of the dollar, right? So if if the dollar gets closer together, then maybe that changes things from a Quebec City perspective. But I don't know. What about elite? What about a league like the CFL? Right? Like if they lose a
1: season, that that would be bad news, would it not?
0: Yeah, man, that actually that worries me. Like out of every sports league, is like fuck if the CFL needs to go down to eight games even if they need to just need to go down to eight games for a season they could be like big time fucked like how can the Argo how can the Argos who barely stay afloat when there is a season go for another 12 months without any football related revenue without that massive tv contract from TSN that would be the CFL would be the one league where I'm like or and obviously the XFL to an extent where I'd be like, "Oh shit, things could like really, really change on like a permanent basis if uh, if they can't get their season down." But mm. crazy. So, so yeah, that's all the sports stuff that's going on right now. the uh, The Olympics have been announced for uh, end of July in twenty twenty one. If anyone cares about that,
4: nope. Well, it's good. I'm, I'm a I'm an Olympics man, so yeah. I'm glad that uh, we don't have to wait and a full Olympiad. Uh, For the next Olympics, so I'm happy with it. Um, I mean, the
3: continuity of the Olympics. There have been cancellations and things being moved
4: before. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now, does the next Olympics happen three years after that or four years after that? Three. They'll get back to their regular Mm -hmm.
0: rhythm. Mm. Um. Before we uh, Before we wrap up here, need to give some shout outs to our sponsors. Obviously, Japa is up there doing their absolute best to keep going through a tough time given support for everyone. They are the underdogs in the big machinery business and we love them for it. And also we need to give some love to Oodle Noodle 13 award-winning locations in Edmonton and city wide delivery with skip the dishes or head to oodlenoodle.ca. You can get a 15% discount. If you pick up your order in store, shout out to Japa. Lots of love to Oodle Noodle as well. Um, you guys at Doodle noodle have been doing some great things with the, was it the mustard seed you were kind of uh, helping out?
4: Yeah well Brownlee's obviously one of yeah. our our homeboys of the nation and he's uh, heavily involved with the mustard seed so the, the, the beauty of Oodle noodle noodles we've got our own food production facility so we that's run by our founder Sonny so we asked Sonny if we could whip up some noodles and sauces to donate and he said no problem so we donated on Friday we donated 300 pounds. Of noodles and sauces to each uh, of the mustard seed and food bank, which, depending how they portion, could feed up to like six easily six hundred people a, a place if they Dude, want. Or that's they, so
3: good, man. That's such a good thing to do. Good job.
4: Oh, it's good. Sunny obviously was was more than happy to do it. So we got in the the oodle noodle van on Friday and went around. So I think uh, you know if, if we're still able to stay open for business during this time and do food delivery, I think we'll. Uh, keep making donations like this around the city uh when we can just because shit's crazy and there's a lot of people there that uh need some help so That's the least impact, we can dude. do
3: 600 people's meals is a very very big impact
4: yeah it's crazy when i told the mustard seed how much it could feed they're just like holy shit okay thank you because so we're just like oh they just opened up like 300 beds and then like the yeah. kinsmen and yeah, stuff man. like that. So, like, it's, it's like uh, three
3: dinners at Kinsman, three nights in a row for everybody.
4: Yeah, yeah. So, we'll uh, we're gonna try to do this in uh, with a de- decent frequency uh, for these people.
0: And uh, so it's okay, man. Probably. Good for you. Yeah, that's that, you know oh. good for everyone. I'll
3: tell you this, Oodle Noodle, you sponsor a podcast I listen to called Real Life. You're good in the community, and you're delicious. I might give you a try one day.
1: Well, I'm actually do. ordering uh I'm actually ordering nude tonight. I haven't had a hot box in a while, so I'm looking forward to it.
0: Nice. Um, if people want nation beer, what are the directions on how they can get nation beer?
1: Uh it's on the
4: you have to purchase it through the Dog Island website. Okay. Uh we've got the link. Maybe we should change the link on the Nation Real Life bio to it for a little bit, if we don't mind. Yeah. Um and we can order directly through. So basically it's only the Edmonton area that we can Uh, delivered to right now, so any order that comes in, doesn't matter if it's one four-pack or a million four-packs, it's free delivery. Uh, uh, So it'll be myself and sales guy Jared driving around in the Nation truck uh, doing deliveries, so we look forward to uh, seeing Uh,
0: you. Would you
3: like me to make some memes encouraging drunk driving?
0: Please don't.
3: Okay, (laughs) I will not. (laughs) They're there if you need them.
0: I uh, worry some that you already have them made, but all right. Um case okay, so we got Nation Beer. We gave love to Jappa, who we absolutely love. Check them out on Instagram as well. Maybe we should bring some Nation Beer to Jappa. Um can you bring Nation Beer out to St. Albert? Yes, we already discussed that. That was on my notes. I needed to make sure. Um what what else is on uh Bag Milk? What's the content looking like this week? We have
1: got a lot of content going up every day. We are looking back at the past. Yesterday, we were looking at a couple of things that some oilers fans didn't remember, including when the oilers did trade for Danny Heatley. Oh
3: People' <sighs> forgotten:
1: And then the DVDs. It was the Is DVDs.:
3: Forgotten that already.
1: People had forgotten about oh, it.: Oh
3: my God people.
1: People are looking back. We looked at uh, a little bit of expansion draft talk, what that means for a guy like re-signing Ryan Nugent Hopkins or maybe Tyler Benson.
3: Let me stop you for one second. Of course. Remember the $2 million Wu-Tang album that Martin Scarelli guy bought?
1: Absolutely.
3: The Oilers
4: equivalent, Jay, I
3: proposed to you, is the DVD for Danny Heaton. Yes. The equivalent of the $2 million album is somebody needs to pay $2 million to see the DVD about Edmonton.
4: If there's ever a time to release at Oilers, it's now.
3: It's right now.
4: Like, you could charge everyone five bucks on Sean Demand to rent and watch that, and they would. Like, Absolutely. Hi, I'm
3: Patrick LaForge. You should come to Bonnie Doon Mall, where we have over 30 options in a food court.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine if the Oilers were like, hey, we have this unreleased season of oil change from, like, 2013 that we'll just let you guys watch right now? That'd be Unreal. awesome.
1: Unreal. And today, in the What Would You Do Wednesday, Monday edition, we are looking at what Oilers jersey from throughout team history would you bring back into the rotation? My personal vote goes to the Todd McFarlane super sperm guy
0: 1 million percent.
4: 1
1: million
3: percent.
0: I was about to it say, it is a sharp looking uni. I was going to say, if you vote the McFarlane one, you're not a real Oilers fan. They have the best logo in sports, and I think it is the only logo they should wear, and it's their traditional one. So, if I could bring back any jersey, obviously it's the royal blue. That's the one they won all their cups in. That's the one I'd want them to win their cups in moving forward.
3: I'd also like some sort of of weird version of when the oil first went to Copper and Blue and they got the renovations done to Rogers Place or Rexall Place. I remember I was in like elementary and we went in there and like I didn't like the guy in the arm. I didn't like the red around the collar, like around the logo. That kind of looked whack. But that copper and blue era had some pretty dope gear.
0: If they got mm-hmm. rid of the red, that'd be interesting, actually. So we're looking at that one That was
1: about from anywhere around 96 to 2007 that those were in circulation.
4: Yeah, right in the beginning there. I remember they were dope when they came
1: I want the Reebok then, uh, era pajama ones. Yep, that's 2008 to about the 2011. With The
4: brown
3: piping all through them? Yeah. Yep. God, were those awful.
1: They were terrible. And then we went, they, the Oilers went back to the roots, the blue and orange. Um, that was in 2008. They put those back on. And then they moved to the playoff orange in 2015. And then now they're at the orange that we are at currently.
0: All right. There's all your content that you can find on <laughs> OilersNation.com. Uh, guys, thanks for doing another <laughs> real life podcast, episode 167. We'll talk again on Thursday because we're doing this twice a week now. Sounds good, guys. See you. Talk to you then. Peace. I'm going to
3: watch that Tiger show.
0: You fucking better.
4: All right. Great,
3: show. Great
2: job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.